I'm much more comfortable in front of the camera because my face does all the work. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Welcome to the 5 p.m. news. This is your anchor woman, Julie Jung. And this is Hannah Lee on the desk today. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> For Cookie Pod. Flip it, flip it. Welcome to Prokogi Pod, everyone. Another week, another episode. We're going to get down to it. Oh, yeah. This one, you're in for a good one. Yeah, I'm excited. Yes. Why am I excited, though? You'll find out. In just a little bit. But before we get there, how was your week? What's been up? So do you remember, Hannah, in our group chat when I asked what dentists y'all go to? Yes. So I called to make a dentist appointment and guess when their first availability is? January 2021. <laughs> Not quite. Right. She goes October 19th. OMG. And we are in July. And she put me down for October 19th. And other than that, uh-huh. I just want to give some acknowledgement to my ability to surpass 700 levels of Candy Crush during quarantine. <laughs> That, that wasn't seven or a seven zero. It was a seven zero zero seven hundred levels. Dang. Persistence and focus and ability to overcome hardships. <laughs> got me to seven hundred levels later. You got any games on your phone? <laughs> what about you? Well, my sister actually helped me laminate my brows. Yeah. Go check out her YouTube, everyone. It's Kara Sky on yes. YouTube with an E at the end. And I think I've really just been practicing like gratitude and self-love. I think Julie, you and I, we had a conversation about like how I am kind of hard on myself. Yeah. And so I think since then I've really realized it's a daily practice that you have to work on. Like it's not an easy thing. Mm. So that's something that I've been really big on. I think you're really good showing love to others but you're hard on yourself yes i think like i probably have a tendency to want to feel like needed Mm. but i don't necessarily check in on myself yeah so i've been trying to like practice finding that balance because now i think it's getting to a point where maybe i'm checking in too much Mm. if that's a thing like i'm a little bit too in my head so definitely trying to work on balance it's always about balance yes yeah and i actually listened to a podcast called the self-love fix and she got me like it's home run yes check it out honestly i've like loved every single episode that i've listened to another thing that happened to me this week i rekindled my love for country music Uh (laughs) because i was trying to find like a bomb playlist for running and you know i love r&b right but it just doesn't cut it like when i'm running because that should be too like soft so yep rekindled my love for country music and it reminded me of that one time i told a coworker that if i had to pick one i'd go to stagecoach over coachella (laughs) what the heck what the heck? Are you going to ride your tractor there? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's leave it at that. Interesting. Well, speaking of music, you guys, I freaked out this week because mm. three of my 
favorite favorite artists put out a song together like i literally almost cried spaghetti it's called spaghetti with jid and kenny beats by smino and i was laughing because smino at one point tweeted like spaghetti out now and then Uh the follow-up tweet was spelt it wrong (laughs) (laughs) because smino just like talks in his own language but other than that we are going to be talking about our postgrad experience and our just early careers being yes. in our young 20s. I am so excited, honestly, to have our first guest on the podcast. Squirming. This is, <laughs> this is Joyce. We met in school at USC and we were actually roommates for three years. Hi, everyone. I'm making my podcast <laughs> debut. <laughs> I'm so used to like my YouTube intros. Do it. Like, do it. Can you do, do it? it yes. Okay, yes. cool. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to my channel. I'm Joyce, and today I'm going to give you a brief introduction of who I am. Yes. Like Hannah mentioned, we met each other at USC. We were roommates for three years. But a brief background about me I actually applied to USC as a sociology major, started off as a theater major because right before school started, I emailed whoever and then switched over to theater because I wanted to be an actor, loved acting, being on skits, all of that, but switched over to this major called narrative studies and film halfway through because I don't know, maybe times have changed now, but when we were in school just a few years ago or a couple years ago, no, it's been six years wow Um, i know it's been six (laughs) years since we started school it's crazy it's crazy yeah but i just started feeling really insecure because all my theater classes were just very talented white kids Mm. and i was pretty much the only asian in my class and everyone was like so extroverted just like out there willing to meet people and i thought i was extroverted but i really am not compared to these theater drama kids yeah and it's like school of dramatic arts is like one of the hardest in the nation to get into it is crazy competitive what's crazy is that i wasn't asked to audition the school of dramatic arts just switched my major for me i know i got lucky but I left and then so I, <laughs> I moved over to narrative studies and film, which put simply, it just means studying the art of storytelling from scripts, plays, novels, poems, you name it. So mm-hmm. I did a lot of writing mm. and it was fun. It was fun. I minored in film because I just wanted to get more experience in the film industry. So took a lot of technical classes and like so cool. two stage stuff as well. Yeah, that's that's my intro, and now I'm working at a tech company. You might have heard of it. You might have not. Probably not, though. Yeah. It's, it's super underground. Yeah. Call TikTok. Whoa, it's not like we what reference is that? that every single episode. <laughs> but I will say that just happened this year. Last year and 2018, when I first started, I would be really broad about where I worked because I was embarrassed to have been working for TikTok. Mm. Why? Because... One, no one knew what TikTok was. Mm. And then two, when we we used to be this app called Musical.ly, we were known to be the cringy lip syncing kids app. Right. Yeah. I just hated <laughs> explaining yeah. every time someone said that. So I just gave up. Thank you so much for that intro. We thought, what better than two opinions and two stories? Three opinions <laughs> <laughs> and three stories. <laughs> and I mean, like Joyce and I are very close. And I think, are we? Um, from all the episodes I listened to you never brought up my name (laughs) 
Um, so sorry. I I have nothing to say to that. I'm being roasted on my own. <laughs> on Gotta my own podcast. notch up that roast ratio, you know, roast to flirt. I just yeah. came out to have a good time and I'm feeling really attacked right now. But yeah, Joyce and I, I thought we were really good friends. And, <laughs> and so being that we like graduated two years ago, a lot of our conversations have to do with work. Like work is a huge part of your honestly like identity at one point. And so, yeah, well, thank you for having me. Work is life. <laughs> so I'm the best person for this. For me, I just knew right off the bat that after I graduated college, I wanted to be financially independent. Mm -hmm. So I love editing videos on top of like acting. And so I thought I would always end up in the film industry or end up as a film editor because that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And to kick things off, I looked for YouTube editing positions uh -huh. and it didn't work out. And then I saw this opening for this app called Musical.ly. It's a position working with creators. I'm a creator let me just apply for it right and things just happen i got the interview spoke to like four different people it was a two-hour interview oh my <laughs> that is so intense what in century city yeah so i started working full-time july 2018 so two months after graduation in order to just be financially independent my timeline's kind of similar Oh, I graduated in May. And since our schools are both semester, we graduate early mm -hmm. May. And then for me, it was a little different where, yeah, like obviously the financial aspect was important. But for me, those two months, I was literally like the house bitch, all mm -hmm. my parents chores, all the dishwashing, <laughs> house cleaning, putting gas in the car. Like, OMG, I had no excuse not to do it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I need to get out of the house. And so I remember just applying for a bunch of jobs. Mm -hmm. And me too. I started in like July nice yes. dang you guys are on that on that early <laughs> i think i got my first job like a couple months no it was like actually a couple weeks i think after joyce so mm. yeah so you were on it too yeah but not as on it as you were like you were fully going into the office because i needed money <laughs> like my parents had moved to korea i mm -hmm. was like i'm gonna be living alone and so I just put full responsibility on myself. My sister was still in school, so I also wanted to support her while she was studying. That's so nice. So I think it's like the older sister mentality. Bro. <laughs> Wait, you're an older sister? We're yeah. all older sisters. Yeah. My sister Venmo made $20 a couple of days ago. Your younger sister? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so Because I was, I was having like an emotionally weird week, right? I mean, you and I had both had crying days this week. Yeah. I just turned on the notebook and I was just literally bawling in bed. <laughs> Yeah, she was like, yeah, go, go get boba and some mochi. And she Venmoed me $20. Oh, that's so sweet. It's always, like, strange when, like, the roles reverse and, like, you feel like they're taking care of you or, like, they're giving you advice. I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, when did this happen? Like, are you an adult now? <laughs> when your younger sister gives you relationship advice when she's never been in a relationship. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> But it's weirder when it's like, oh, when your younger sister gives you relationship advice, but she has been in relationships and I haven't. <laughs> For me, all the jobs I was applying to was like two years of experience required like was that the case for you no i've had so many cases where i didn't apply to certain positions because it required mm. two years experience and i didn't have that but i hear you're supposed to just apply despite that i think when you're fresh out of college and you're looking through linkedin 
for job postings you get kind of intimidated it's weird though like even though i saw like five plus experience i would seriously just still apply because i was like honestly you never you like never know yeah don't don't be like me and get scared that's actually a thing because i heard there's a percentage especially with minority groups and women that Mm. like we tend to not apply Mm. for jobs we don't feel qualified for Colgi, let's defy the odds (laughs) just go for it yes do you guys feel like you guys had like post-grad depression or like you like went through that i did I think like graduation didn't hit me and it hit me when people were going back to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? I think I was so busy just job hunting and at the same time I met my boyfriend and so my mind was just occupied with like mm. starting my new job plus getting to know this guy Right. that I didn't get like depressed when i saw people going back to school it was more of just like wow those were fun times Mm -hmm. oh but i do have feelings of like oh i wish i could do college again to do this differently i don't know if that counts as like okay what like what okay i'm really embarrassed to say this but i've never been to the row before at usc and that's all people talk about and i'm like oh yeah yeah (laughs) usc the row have you it's not worth it (laughs) But it's like an experience you could talk about with your friends. Or even the 90, the really like dirty club. <laughs> that's disgusting. Stacy's mom. Yeah. Just that's st- by our school. I've never been. Oh. But I wish I had. Okay. So, row 90. Oh, and not having fun. Well, I had fun. Mm. <laughs> but mm. you know what I mean? Like, I remember people telling us during college, like, Joyce, you're not going to remember studying. All you're going to remember is how much fun you had at night with your friends. Mm. Going to Seaside, there's this donut shop that we used to drive to. It took an hour, but we would go at 1 a.m. An hour? Yeah. It was pretty far. That's really but, I re- <laughs> but I regret not doing that more often. Yeah, me too. I 100% agree. I feel like I miss more of the social aspect than anything else. Yeah. It's crazy you say that because the whole thing about the not remember the studying but the other stuff because I don't know about you guys but freshman year the thing was to be at the library (laughs) right like you never studied like you were there for like maybe six hours and you only did like one hour of studying and the other was just like talking Uh yeah (laughs) Hannah and I are like looking at each other yeah (laughs) that's what we did all the time dude that's how me Joyce and Allie met yeah like, that's how we decided to become roommates. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, that was my schedule. I took a nap from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. And then... Mm-hmm. Wait. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I would end classes at around 6 p.m., eat dinner, chill a little, take a nap from 9 to 12 a.m., and then head over to the library to, quote-unquote, study, but end up just hanging, hanging out. out with friends until 6 a.m. The other time, I had already finished my assignment but I didn't want to walk to the mount by myself, which was the 93 steps of stairs for the freshman dorm. So I waited for Ethan. Mm-hmm. And at this time, it was 4 a.m. So because we waited till 4 a.m., it started pouring. Oh, shit. And I had absolutely no romantic feelings for him. I just thought the situation was romantic. <laughs> we were both like running in the rain, like to get to the stairs. It's romantic. <laughs> but it so happened to be the one day I was trying out eyeshadow eyeliner. Oh, my gosh. Instead of using like waterproof like ink eyeliner, I just use my black eyeshadow. Oh. And when I got into the dorms, <laughs> it was all the way down here, like just under my eye. And he just kind of saw me like that. 
Yeah, I think coming out of college, it's always like a lot of pressure to like get a job immediately, to know what you want to do. And it like almost takes over your life. Like it starts to become a huge part of your identity, if not your identity fully. I mean, like for me, I always found that with social media and everyone just like literally being in each other's business like stalking people on LinkedIn every single day when I did get like those internships at like pretty established notable companies I always saw that like people started to value me because of like where I was working and so I think it kind of informed me valuing myself only for my work Mm. which I think can get like bad for me I think it was like a little bit of the opposite where oh my job might be my identity hit me when I was interning my junior year and I mean I loved the experience Mm -hmm. but I was like oh my gosh this is like nine to five eight hours include the commute maybe like 10 hours like if I'm going to enter a profession I better freaking love it this is what pushed me even more to pursue something I was passionate about rather than like let's say like my parents or the Korean community yeah no I agree with Hannah you kind of want to prove to others like look at me I work for (laughs) Deloitte or like you know these big companies because that's all these adults care about going back to identity whenever someone new joins our team or a company people always ask where are they from mm. what company are they from instead of like who are they yeah. so it's like wow. oh they're from facebook or youtube that's cool and then if oh. they're from this small company you're like who that's so interesting because i mean like when you started out at musically you were just saying before like you felt like a lot of people didn't know the company per se. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like roles have reversed. Yeah. So now that TikTok is literally, you know, I'm going to say it's played in every person's household. What is like, what is your day to day look like? And I mean, what is your I role? Hope you like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what do you what do you kind of do there? Well, I started off as a partner manager. Uh-huh. And that was one-on-one management with all of our amazing creators on the platform, helping them with their content strategy, helping them grow. And then I transitioned over to creator marketing, which means like making sure our diverse, talented, emerging creators are integrated in any campaigns that we have. So I work really closely with our cross-functional teams. And so I can't give you a straightforward answer on what my day-to-day looks like because it's different. We're such a fast-paced work environment that like I'm just juggling 10 different projects at once and that's what I thrive in and I think that's why I fit (laughs) this job is because if I'm bored or if I'm only working on one project I won't perform my best how do you juggle 10 different projects like I feel like if I'm juggling more than three I'm like oh I can't do (laughs) like something will slip yeah it's prioritization and I don't know. I think it's like we're such a collaborative company that if you forget about something, one of your teammates will remind you or kind of pick up the slack for you. Oh. So it's it's really cool to see that like we're all in the same team. Because for me, like the Asian in me is like it's a competition. I need to win. Like I need to be the best yes. performer on the oh team. God, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I need to remind myself that, you know, we're all working towards yeah. one goal. I feel like we're like we we always talk about like we're so competitive Mm -hmm. and like honestly like Joyce you're one of the most competitive people I know (laughs) why do you say that 
I just think that you're like very driven. Like oh, okay. your YouTube channel, for example, it's so easy to like let those things slip. But like, oh, yeah. I would say you're fairly consistent being that you have a 60 hour work week. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like you have, you very much have like a 60, 70 hour work week. It's not yeah, 40. She went, mm, when you said 60, she went, mm. probably <laughs> oh, more like 80. Is that low? Is that low? <laughs> no, no. I went mm, because my growth has stunted with my YouTube channel. So a short plug, follow me. On, on youtube at joyce chan yes like comment subscribe <laughs> yes well i'm exhibit a to to confirm what hannah says because i had a youtube channel too so knowing that hmm. one year of college has already gone by i started sophomore year to record everything and then i gave up because i hoard and now i can't delete any of those videos <laughs> and now i have no iphone storage because i still have all those freaking videos mm-hmm. in conclusion i gave up <laughs> but you did not <laughs> yeah i i do it for the memories it's yeah it's nice i'm such a nostalgic person mm-hmm. i think we're the same um and that i love just watching my old videos and remembering what i did three years ago i Dude. feel like i cringe i look at them i'm like <laughs> <laughs> wait no i i mean because for me personally my memory's bad we all know this and i will go to joyce's youtube and be like oh my gosh i forgot like we went on this trip and we went on this trip so i'm thankful that i have a friend that does it and that i don't have to do it (laughs) (sighs) i know but yeah i mean all my experience has been at like pretty big corporations i wouldn't say it's like been super startupy culture like what was that like and I used to be so jealous of you of your experience in these huge corporations and companies. What? Y'all, if you look at Hannah's resume, you your mind will just like blow. And it's and it's up, up. on one of my TikToks. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We did the friend one uh-huh. and she was the It was like the business business something friend. I remember. And I literally I have a screenshot of rolling through her LinkedIn LinkedIn. So oh check out yeah. my TikTok. Yeah. So I used to be always jealous. But having worked at a startup, I think it's such a unique experience. I wouldn't change it for the world. Our team in LA, our main offices was LA, Beijing mm-hmm. and I guess what is that place up there called? Palos palo alto palo alto uh-huh. and palo alto who <laughs> but <laughs> 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 oh was gonna say sacramento i don't know just said up there uh, okay okay um, but palo alto was just like mostly engineers and all of that and uh-huh. so the core team was in la and we were only a team of 10 when i started 10 from like the org that i was in of course we had marketing but still like everyone in la we only had 40 people in the office that's crazy in the la office um but now two years later we have 400 plus people only based in la (gasps) that's insane i miss that the most how close i was with the team because we were small we used to do Mm. outings like we would go eat dinner together even the late night meetings we share dinner sit on the floor and now people are all about work-life balance which i respect Uh but the mentality is so different like the mentality within the company now is corp very corporate Mm. 
And like I said before, I don't thrive in those environments. Like I need the pressure. And so that's one thing I miss the most. I guess like people, when they say like work-life balance, it's being able to shut off the computer and like close your email. But I remember there were plenty of occasions, like when we would hang out when you first started and you were like, oh sorry let me respond to this chat that's in chinese and we were like you don't you don't speak chinese though and you're like yeah i know we just gotta figure it out oh my god i used to use google translate (laughs) to respond to the team in china but that's that's what i miss yeah and that's how we got things done in a few days i feel like our generation the zillennials were very like like talk the talk and walk the walk because I want to see what you're saying like visually or I want to see the end product, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like we were very fast paced in that you work on it, you finish it, you present it, whatever, move on to the next one. I blame how I am on my manager, Kutsi, <laughs> because I followed a lot of what he did since he was my first manager. And fun fact, I was actually his first hire. And Aww. so we have... A really unique relationship and so he's kind of like helped pave this way for me mm. but he's a workaholic <laughs> let me tell you he will respond to you at 1 a.m and so that's where i learned this from whoa but once again i wouldn't change it for the world because tiktok is a company we're really trying to prioritize diversity and inclusion i want to like talk about this is that he is he identifies as black and he's our first black leader on Mm. our team Mm. and what he said this perfectly is that we need a support system where we need sponsors where other diverse members support each other to help like raise them and that's what he did for me and so i'm like he knows what he's doing like i want to be like him Mm. where i like become this person that paves ways for those like who come after me (gasps) it's so deep I just got chills. As an Asian American female, like, Mm -hmm. it is very hard to not be looked at as this, like, meek, quiet individual. So for Kudzi really to, like, take you under his wing and, like, to build you up like that. And, like, honestly, to, like, have that much trust in you. Like, I've always been jealous of your guys' like, relationship, honestly. That's why, like, despite the fact that I've only been working for two years, I'm, like, give me the ownership let me lead my own projects i don't want to just be a follower or someone who does things for other people so it's like a pro and a con working that's so crazy because i think mine's like the complete opposite (laughs) where i think i really milked the fact that i was the youngest at the company i think i came in to be the most resourceful when it came to give like perspective and insight of a younger person's thoughts and whatever so where the company might have been a bit more traditional like conservative or like old school with the way they did things i was like uh kids like this these days like where is this within our company it's interesting i don't know if you guys know but our generation obviously like money matters but let's say the difference was not so drastic Mm -hmm. people our generation will like will go for less money better company culture than like more money Wow, I didn't know that. Yep, people actually care like about what the company offers as in like personal development, not just what they can get from you. It's like, what can you give them? That's so interesting. And I kind of love that. Yeah, I definitely could tell that my fresh perspective they had never experienced. And I feel like that's a new opportunity for us youngins to start working in corporations because I think there are some people meant for the startup life, but also... Mm 
other people are like called to bring in that fresh perspective to these established corporations yes 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 wow just well said yes can we go back to the what you've learned because i think this is where we're going to spend some time i think with the relationship talk okay i'm gonna roast joyce for a little bit here also guys (laughs) i did not see her for like a year and a half oh was she (laughs) she yeah she yeah 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 she, yeah she was the one that i uh called out on the last podcast oh my god so she did was mention I really <laughs> wow thank you so much for that shout out <laughs> <laughs> i just want to say what do you want to say there's no excuse <laughs> I, it's okay i forgive you for disappearing because you got a boyfriend no i'm not asking for forgiveness i <laughs> <laughs> snaps I think it's natural mm-hmm. for someone who's freshly in a relationship, actually her first boyfriend, like true boyfriend ever, mm. to mm. kind of be occupied. Mm. Yeah, that's true. While also starting her first full-time job. And so just want to roast Hannah real quick. The only yes. time she really texted me was when she was asking me where I was or like why I'm so MIA. She never really checked in on me, never really initiated hangouts. Um, so throwing it back at you. I feel bad now. <laughs> I straight up feel bad. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy I'm but not a part okay. of this conversation. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you can like use your RA days to mediate us. Yes. All right, everyone, let's uh, breathe in for three seconds. Hold for five, out for seven. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah, since I didn't check in when you were going through all this, I mean, how did you balance like being in a new relationship and being at a startup? It was definitely hard. And no, I'm just kidding when I jokingly throw attacks at you i i know i should have been better at balancing my time between work boyfriend and friends i feel like if it wasn't hannah or our other friend ali like like normal friends would would have been mad at me or like Mm. would have just like left and formed their own groups or done their own thing but but i think like with friends like Hannah Ali, they just understand and they yeah. kind of wait because I remember they're like, she'll come back. Like Joyce will come back to her senses. <laughs> and I did. Yeah. And we kind of just picked things back up where we left off. And that's what I'm grateful for. And one thing I really learned like from the past two years, mm. it's like time management is so hard. And no matter how long you've been working, no matter how long you've been friends, it just gets hard. And I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. A couple episodes ago, I I said that I wasn't in a relationship because I couldn't manage these things, right? I had just come back home. And for me, like just to name a few, it was literally juggling work, boyfriend, the commute, church, friends, family, my hobbies. Like I like working out. I'm sure this is like you too, right? But for me, I was like, "Mm, I can't do this Mm -hmm. because then there was just like no time left for myself. Yeah, you get burnt out. Yeah. It's just like a work in progress. It's a work in progress. 
Maybe we should both, Hannah, stop saying this is why we're not in the relationship, but just face the difficulty, mm. learn to mold around it. And like Joy said, it's like just figuring it out. It's a continual figuring it out. I guess like this comes back to what you said about when you're juggling 10 different projects, like you're juggling oh, yeah. 10 different things in your life, right? And you like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> or not. I think it's different with life because it's more emotional. Mm, So I get emotionally burnt out. Oh. Yes. So you know what I I realized actually just a couple of days ago was that I'm very outspoken and very like direct. And I thought I had that quality like equally throughout my life. But I'm a lot more assertive in my professional life than my personal life. Please elaborate. I'm a lot more blunt at work because what you just said of your personal life obviously being more emotional i have more intimate relationships with people in my personal life right i didn't really realize how much of a difference there was i think it's because it's work like work is work yeah but i also I know. know so many people like like we just said like women of a minority they just they just don't say it because they second guess themselves or they feel inferior and as somebody whose essence is to help others find their happiness i'm like dude, if that's how you feel, just say it. Mm. So I'm very direct in the workplace, whereas in the personal life, I'm like, mm, I'm going to hurt their feelings. I don't know. Mm. So yeah, that makes sense. Dang. I mean, what you said about work is work. That is a huge thing I learned like in college during all my internships. I like started to romanticize work a lot less once mm. I learned that because I think as a zillennial, it was always like, you're going to love your job. You're going to love yes. all your coworkers. You're going to have happy hours and you're going to have perfect work-life balance. And like, you're not going to have to do all the things that you hate, but it turned into me just not being satisfied with anything that I was doing. And so once I like finally realized like this is purely practical rather mm-hmm. than something that you're going to enjoy completely and a hundred percent, like I think it helped. Just speaking about my work experience a little bit, I think I had kind of a unique situation. I was working at Yelp for a short time and that was an events planning job. And that was a job where I learned I'm not an event planner. (laughs) Dude, the one event that I planned, everything went wrong. Like everything (laughs) that possibly could have gone wrong went wrong i had to contact a bunch of vendors in order to like have them sponsor our event right and provide food and drinks and all of that Uh yo our main course like the main dish there was just miscommunication and so literally my boss had to order pizza the night of and i was freaking the fuck out because i was working a full-time job at the ad agency and this part-time gig so my life was crazy for like three four months okay wait i need to hear more about the pizza story (laughs) why did your boss have to order pizza for everyone So this was my first project on my own with Yelp. And so it was kind of like a big deal to be given this responsibility to set up an entire night for all of the Yelp elites that we invite and like they have to RSVP. And one thing that was like very, very big in the job was cold calling people, messaging them like from Mm -hmm. the Yelp app and everything. And so I cold called about 
70 or so businesses to try to get them to like sponsor our event that's a lot it was a lot and one of the businesses was a food truck Mm -hmm. and the miscommunication happened where he thought that this was going to be a food truck event (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) but it's it wasn't a food truck event did he drive up with the food truck well what happened was i was messaging him in the daytime i just want to confirm all of the things that you need the gas tank grill and all of that like it had already been set but then he messages me and says is this not a food truck event is this like outside and i was like yes like i I clearly stated that he was like i I can't attend then like i don't have all my equipment and so your girl freaking out but i was at my day job like i was at the (laughs) ad agency wait this was the day of the event this was day that he canceled he canceled and so i'm calling my boss and my other like counterpart on my way there just freaking out basically crying Mm -hmm. being like i cannot believe he canceled and my boss is like it's fine it's fine like we'll just order pizza and sure enough people were just kind of like what the heck is this (laughs) (laughs) and then like the rest of the night actually went fine. It was alrighty. I just did my part in socializing with everyone to try to get like the spirits up and the moods up. But from then on, I think I really like internalized all of that. And I, I didn't think I was capable of like pulling off another event. Yeah. And maybe that's where your event trauma comes from. Oh my gosh, you are so right. <laughs> yeah, like when Hannah plans events. Like my birthday, <gasps> festival, New Year's oh Eve. Oh my god, it makes sense. <sighs> yeah. Oh Hannah gosh. kind of, her anxiety shoots up when she's planning events. Yes. It does. Oh my gosh, you guys are so right. I did not realize that. So work literally became part of your identity <laughs> and has its effect oh my years god. later. <laughs> Oh my gosh. This is so sad. Wow. Yeah. That was about two years ago. So the fact that it's still showing up. That's funny though. If I was a Yelp elite and I went to, I was invited to an event and I got pizza. Dude, some of my friends showed up. I knew I knew people. Like I ran into people there and I was like, what are you doing here? And they're like, oh, we're Yelp elites. And I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't talk about this ever. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> And so I eventually left the Yelp job, just focused on the advertising job. And this was an industry that was completely foreign to me. I had never really like understood like how media works and Mm. what like out of home is and just like all those like technical terms. I think the way that the industry is set up was so confusing. O-O-H. Out of home. (laughs) Yup. And Joyce knows what's up. Out of office. And what's funny is I actually dragged Joyce to an event at the agency that I actually got my job at. This was before you started working there. Yeah, it was senior year. It was during college. Yeah. And we went and it was like a panel for Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And at that panel, I was like starstruck. The moderator had like started her own company and all of that. And so that's what really piqued my interest in advertising and i eventually got the job there which was 
quite the hustle. It was literally a grind. I think projects would just be so big and like the amount of follow-up would be so much to the point where I just wouldn't finish it in one day. And so I was like, okay, this is going to be a next day thing. There's like a saying, right? Don't work for advertisement. Oh, is that a saying? I think so. Like ad agencies, like don't work for ad agencies because it's that difficult. I didn't understand when they were like, oh, are you okay with corresponding with 30 to 60 people on a daily basis? But I will say I learned so much about like hustling and grinding and also just like having fun. Like because we worked so hard the agency parties were so much fun it's an industry where everyone knows each other and i think one of my favorite projects was actually designing a like mock plan for a brand that included just the entire advertising budgeting and like what assets and elements we wanted to incorporate into the campaign and my favorite part was our brand was levi's and we were pitching to all of the directors of our company like it's literally people with the biggest offices in our company and so for all 10 of them that i knew would be judging the competition i photoshopped their faces <laughs> oh my god into a levi's ad <laughs> that's good and like that was the most fun like i started to realize there that i really like creating presentations and mm -hmm. like just being like goofy like that and like pitching brands was like something that i like really really love have you ever had embarrassing stories at work joyce i don't actually have embarrassing stories i feel like julie will, will definitely have a lot um <laughs> But I have some memorable instances or moments of my life that has happened because of work. Okay, two things. One is during my first month of starting at Tech Talk, we actually took a trip to China as a team. Your first month? That's crazy. Yeah. I... I took it pretty well, surprisingly. Um, it was nowhere in my job description or responsibilities that I would be needing to travel to mm. China. <laughs> but, um, but I had to and I was like, why not? Let's just do it. So I got my visa. Yeah, we went to this hole in the wall visa place and they got it for me in a day. It was crazy. What? But I mean, yeah. Whoa. We had the hookups. Um, totally legal, by the way. So I went to China and then... I was really homesick. Like we worked till 11 p.m. every night because of the time difference. Like we were basically working two jobs because we had to meet everyone in our headquarters in China and then also meet with our team back in L.A. because not all what? of us went. It was just like a handful of us. Yeah. So it was very tiring, but also wow. a cool experience. Um, and I was just like so homesick to the point that I called Delta and like rescheduled my flight back home. So I was like, I need to leave on Saturday when my original flight back was on Sunday. Uh. But I think there was miscommunication. So when I got to the airport with one of my coworkers who was supposed to fly back with me, they didn't make the change. And so they told me in the line right before boarding that my name wasn't on the list what? for this particular flight and that my I was scheduled to leave the next day. And so I actually had to stay at the airport. the Beijing airport, international airport, for 
about eight plus hours by myself because your coworker got on because like, my co i was like just leave without me oh. i'll stay here and like I, I don't know how to speak chinese like i don't know how to use the apps and i was too scared to leave the airport so i just stayed there for a whole day waiting for my next flight that's crazy town um yeah so that's one thing i remember first month in <laughs> or like one alone. month in you're not alone with having to sleep at the airport because i've definitely done that before yeah and my dad was so pissed he called JetBlue and they gave me a voucher and it was basically like a voucher you can use at any like food court place <laughs> at the airport in china though so not not in china yeah close though kidding. new york damn close. And then my second story that just keeps coming up at work is, <laughs> um, like I mentioned before, work became my life and there was nothing else that I prioritized other than work when I first started. And I stressed myself out so much to the point that I was diagnosed with shingles <laughs> at the age of 22. And for those of you who don't know, shingles is like, this nerve pain you get on your left rib chest area for older <laughs> for older people you around the age of 40 so so like my dad got it when he was around 40 because he was stressed from work and like from according to the doctor it's it's like for people who are about the age Wait, of like 40 right yes like right under your boob oh my god baby i've had shingles <laughs> Did you have a rash around that place? Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> like, I kept complaining at work that I had this really sharp pain around my ribs. And I thought I pulled it or something or that I was indigested. Because it kind of feels like indigestion where you can't, like, bend over. You have to sit straight up huh. or else the pain just gets too... Ex- and you can't breathe properly, right? Yeah. You can't breathe you can't properly. You can't take breaths because it's, like... Because it hurts. Pain? And you wake up during the middle of the night because it hurts so much. What? It's like a nerve pain. And I hate the, like, the pain got so bad to the point that I had to make an appointment and go to the hospital. Like, my coworkers and my manager was like, Joyce, you need to go to the hospital because I was at work, hunched over, just, like, not able to stand up straight anymore because it hurt so much. Like, I thought I had a broken rib. And so they sent me to the hospital. The doctor, like, asked me all these questions. And, like, I had to show him, like, my stomach area. And I had, like, only a few, like, bumps that I initially thought were bug bites. But he was like, you have shingles. Those are rashes. And so I was, um, (laughs) I became a shingle patient. And I had to take multiple pills. And at the same time, I had my wisdom, (laughs) wisdom teeth taken out. So I also had to take antibiotics for that. So at one point in my career, I was taking, like, four different types of medication oh my gosh um, and that's my embarrassing story here Dude. i am like going home because my cramps are too bad <laughs> joyce is at work with shingles <laughs> joyce got shingles before my dad got shingles <laughs> <laughs> like literally when she told ali and i both of us were like huh like what do you like what even is shingles like don't you get a vaccination for that like so Mm -hmm. confused but learning that it's like stress induced that's i mean that just goes to show you like it's about that hustle yeah my embarrassing stories are nothing like yours (laughs) i can't wait to hear yours (laughs) mine are so kiddish (laughs) mine are just so 
gross, immature, and... Did you call your boss mom or something? Oh my god. <laughs> well, these are like embarrassing to say after your super work dedicated no. <laughs> stories. Mine are like, okay, one time I was telling them about an infected wound. And instead of saying it was pussy, I <laughs> said it was pussy in our team meeting. Julie. Like all of us were in the same room and I was like, oh yeah, there, it was like very pussy. <laughs> and they were like, they all, like they were all kind of multitasking and they were like doing their work and they all just kind of looked up at me and were like, what did you just say? Like, it was very pussy. And they're like, you mean pussy? And I was like, oh Yeah. <laughs> and then another one <laughs> so you know they say that <laughs> the silent farts are like the deadlier <laughs> silent but deadly yeah well i farted <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing i farted in the room and i knew i had to go take a number two <laughs> so I left the room kind of like quickly, but then because my coworker and I were very like open book, like we literally tell each other everything about our personal lives. I told her I had farted before I left the room and she was like, oh, that's what the smell was. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Anyways. Yeah. Just, um, just stuff like that. But to flip it 180 degrees. Other than having these like embarrassing fun stories, do people at work ever like piss you off or pet peeves? A hundred percent, dude. I think there are just so many. I started to realize that the way that I like to work is just being very, very friendly, understanding that people are asking for things because they need to. And it's a lot of times like not coming from them. It's coming from a client or a boss. And so when people are like rude or like just not understanding of your circumstances, it gets to me because I'm like, bro, like, can you just can you just help me out here? Mm. Yeah. Rudeness. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. I remember I messaged someone who started recently and he's kind of up there. Mm. And I was like, oh, like, hey, welcome to our company. Like, excited to have you here. I just wanted to introduce myself since like we've never spoken before. Oh, yeah. All he did was give me like an emoji reaction, like a thumbs up or something. No response. Nothing. And I, I'm just like, OK, cool. Like, he could have just been like nice to meet you too excited to be here or something like that yeah and i think it's like really those little things of how you communicate with each other that make a huge difference yeah i mean i hate that in text oh julie does this a lot oh, julie <laughs> will just like thumbs up when it's a yes and so i've started to like learn that but before i was like that's not a response dude <laughs> Oddly, I like using periods. <gasps> I like to use punctuation. You're one of those. I am. But when I send like an okay period, it's not okay. It's okay. <laughs> but something very similar. I had only seen elevator awkwardness happen through movies maybe. But I literally got on the elevator, saw like an executive and I was like, oh, please don't get in. Please don't get in. Executive got in <laughs> and course. I was like, good morning. 
And I had said like a statement or a question about the day. Even the good morning, the executive looked at me and just did one of those like eyebrow lifts. Mm. So literally like your emoji, but in person, you know, Mm. one of those. mm -hmm. And we're only on the third floor, but it was the longest elevator ride ever. And same thing, like when I pass by people in the hallways, I don't like it when they don't wave back, don't smile. Or acknowledge that we're passing by each other. I think it's just really awkward. Yeah, like just be nice and friendly. Tell me if this is how you feel though. Obviously, I don't tolerate anyone like belittling me or like making me feel inferior. But a part of me also accepts it because I'm like, oh, they were technically on the organizational chart like at my level once and they worked hard to get to where they are. Not that situation specifically, but when they do come off more like standoffish, direct and like quote unquote meaner, I'm like, mm, that person can. Yeah. But also just be nice. <laughs> I don't yeah. think you need to be belittling. Rather, if you were in that position once, like, wouldn't you want to be nice? Yeah, because I've had that experience where, I mean, it's a little bit different, but I would be the the cheerful person in my team. Like, literally, like, Mm -hmm. good morning. Like, how are you? Like, what's going on? And I felt like I had to tiptoe around my boss because I would either get, like, a good morning. Like, how are you? What did you do over the weekend? Or it would be good morning. And so that Mm -hmm. was my cue to skirt. I think as a boss, you need to be understanding of the position that your counterparts or, like, your team are in. And realize that more than you know, you're affecting, like, your team's overall mood and spirit. And so you have to be cognizant of the way that you communicate. I 100% agree with that. It's really strange, but it always makes someone like us who are just starting off feel so much better if like even if it's just words like encouraging words really just like make you feel better towards them and like Mm -hmm. makes you want to perform better at your job. I guess this all kind of speaks to the lack of training that people get in managing people Mm. because your higher ups, they have all the experience of what the job entails but when it comes to actually managing a team that's an entirely different beast it's like parenting on steroids it's like professors right they major in the major that they teach but they're not necessarily taught to teach oh my god that is so true that's why hr is so important yes it is and that's why i think being able to communicate openly is so important julie's like very blunt yeah like i i'm very blunt about a lot of things when i have my one-on-ones like i'll share all these emotions with my managers and what i had said about not just them gaining from me i better learn something at this company too Mm. like i think maybe a difference from our parents generation to like ours is for them it was all about like oh i need to work for the company Mm. but i'm trying to milk out like as much as I can from this company too. I think this goes perfectly with what I wanted to say for my, I guess, closing tip mm. is that from it's like my experience working at TikTok, the number one thing that I always tell myself is you just got to be vocal and put yourself out there and be willing to do the work. Like if you see a project that you're interested in and you want to learn more about it, go to the project lead or tell your manager you want to be involved in that project. You just got to be aggressive. Like you will never be given things to you mm-hmm. in a work environment. Like you have to fight for it. It's like a raise, like salary increase. Oh, They're yeah. not going to offer it to you. You got to ask for it. Yes. So it's the same with like projects. You just got to ask for it. Dang. Yeah. 
you like completely stole mine girl <laughs> other than that being at just such a confused place in my life my biggest tip is just to take all the internships do all of the informational interviews and just try to get a sense of like if this is something you think you would like and more than thinking it's just about action so oh yeah these are all things mm. i'm learning myself like take action you just have to go through it to really like prepare yourself better mm-hmm. and yeah mine's just a mixture of what both of you guys said if i may also share one more thing with asking being vocal i was very vocal about what I wanted to learn and so I was given the opportunity and time by my managers to really develop I don't know I guess what I want to say is your 20s doesn't define your entire life so all this confusion that we go through like stress I think we're really trying to figure out this balance during Mm -hmm. our 20s Mm -hmm. but at the same time yeah you have to work hard for it you have to go out of your way to ask for it because things aren't going to be just given to you because you think you're working hard the other candidate for the same job might be working harder kind of like keep yourself on your toes yeah agree use that as a motivation yeah i feel like that was a lot of information yeah (laughs) well joyce thank you so much yes for being our first guest honestly i thought i already knew all the struggles and just challenges of coming out of postgrad and like getting into your early career but i realized like could have been better at reaching out (laughs) checking up yes i want to say thank you as well i think just this conversation alone has made me realize a lot about my work ethic and that dude same yeah seriously i'm like whoa the conversation was so motivating for me like i'm like huh I need to ask for more projects. I need, I need to work harder. <laughs> yeah, no, it was an absolute pleasure. <laughs> it wasn't so bad, was it? Kind of awkward for me, just like mm. holding this mic. But no, I had so much fun. And thank you for popping my podcast cherry yes Yes. (laughs) we did it we took her podcast virginity (laughs) you can find me on instagram joyce with four e's chun and youtube just type in joyce chun and you'll see my channel pop up she's that popular you guys dude yeah homegirl has Um, over 7k subs (gasps) that's nothing i think i'm gonna subscribe right now thank you and oh on tiktok i'm at joyce so (laughs) wow dude she asked me if i wanted the handle like at hannah (gasps) and i didn't take it hannah was wrong with you Well, it's because I like to keep everything uniform. Hannah Cat. Cat. With three T's. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where you can find me on Instagram. You can find Purgogi Podcast on Twitter and dot podcast on Instagram. <laughs> I don't know what's up with the order this week. We don't know what's <laughs> happening, guys. And you can find me at B-E-J-U-L-I-F-I-E-D. One, two, three. Whoa. <laughs> That was real deep. <laughs> Wait, all right, we're gonna go up, up a note every time. I'm crying. Okay, okay, okay. Ready? Ready? Okay, okay. Okay, seriously, seriously. Ow, my cheeks. Mm. Whoa.
so funny. I don't know. Okay. Okay. We're we're done. Thank you. Thank you, Joyce. Aww. You rock. Uh, okay. Yeah.